You are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily podcast on the Arkansas Razorbacks, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. I am your host, John Neighbors. I am also the host of Out of Bounds. You can catch every weekday afternoon from 1 to 4 on 1037 The Buzz and 1037thebuzz.com. Hope everybody's having a wonderful midweek. It's around Wednesday when I'm recording this podcast, and we are heading into the Arkansas Ole Miss football game happening this weekend in Fayetteville. Lots of things to talk about, lots of things to get to. And before we bring in a guest, which I'm very excited about, I want to give everybody an update, at least at the time of this recording, that Ole Miss is having to deal with some serious COVID-19 issues. Now, you know, what does that actually mean? What is that uh, going to do to the game? What type of impact it's going to have? Time will tell, but as of right now, it's definitely something to monitor, and it could be in a bad situation if uh, Ole Miss can't play this game or if they don't have enough scholarship players. We're going to have to do a postponement, which we know no one wants, but we'll keep everybody updated on that uh, as time goes on, and hopefully we have a game to play this weekend. But I'm very excited about this guest because he actually joined my show today on Out of Bounds, and it's someone that I know that every single one of you are familiar with, and that is... One of the greatest, if not one of the all-time greats when it comes to the University of Arkansas football program, and it's Matt Jones, former quarterback. We know that there's so many different highlights and different things about him that was so exciting and, and some of the games that he played in and the fun things that went along with it and, and kind of just what he's doing nowadays. And since it was Ole Miss week, I feel like what could be better than have Matt Jones talk about the 2001 Arkansas Ole Miss game that went to seven overtime. So without further ado, let's go ahead and go to the phone lines and welcome in Matt Jones, former Razorback, great quarterback. Matt, appreciate you joining us this afternoon, man. How you doing? Hey, guys. Thanks for having me. I'm I'm doing well. It's a beautiful day today. Hey, Matt, man. It's good to catch up with you. And um, before we get into some Razorback talk, I know you're a big NBA fan. We sat and watched some finals together. What did you think of the NBA finals and LeBron getting his fourth championship? Man, you know, it, it seemed like uh, I, I love the NBA finals. You know that. And uh, it, it seemed like it was probably his easiest matchup when it started where I thought, you know, the Lakers are probably going to win this one pretty easy because a lot of times LeBron gets to the finals when he was in the East and uh, he would be on the underdog team. You know, it took him a while to get over the hump, and uh, we, we all know he's, he's great. But, man, I, I've, uh, I've always been a Jimmy Butler fan, and to, to watch him play and just his efficiency, and uh, I, I like it when players, uh, have regular season numbers. They get in the playoffs, all their all the good numbers go up, and then they get in the finals, all the good numbers go up. I mean, that just tells you what type of player he 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 was unreal. But Anthony Davis showed out. LeBron James does his thing. I think he was a assist away from averaging a triple double, which I thought he was. You know, he just he does whatever he wants, anyways. You know, I thought he might average a triple double just because, but. Um, it was a great. It was a. It was you know better better series than I thought too. It did go six 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 games, but I'd, I'd have liked to seen it go seven because I, I like watching the NBA NBA finals. Well, Matt, I think we're all just glad that we had sports because it looked like for a while there, you know, it was kind of suspect. But the NBA, I think, was one of the examples where they tried the bubble and it worked out right. perfectly. Had no issues there, and we uh, we got to witness some NBA finals. So I'm just glad we have sports again to be able to watch and talk about for sure. I yeah, I know and. Uh, Seeing the, the no fans in the stadiums, or seeing some of these NFL games, and 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 seeing how what, what are they like thirty percent occupancy? It's just, it's wild to, to, to see that right now. So, who do you like in the NFL so far that you've been able to check out? Man, um, you 
know, I, I think that in some weird way, I, well, I'll tell you who disappoints me a little bit uh, from, from what I've seen. Atlanta. I thought Atlanta was going to be pretty good this year. Uh, I also thought the Texans were going to be decent, and, and they fired their coach already. And he he had a he had a great. I think he had like a sixty three percent winning percentage mm-hmm. or something stupid like that. And and, and they got rid of him. Uh, I really it's it's so early to tell right now. Uh, Lamar Jackson is a freak. I, I love watching that kid play. Uh, you know how are you going to beat the Chiefs? You know they're going to score thirty on you every week if if, if they got everybody healthy. Um, but yeah, it's it's just getting going, and, and like you said, I'm glad the NFL's going and little college is going, and they're they're trying to get back in the swing of things. Well, Matt, let's talk a little bit about this Razorback football team because I know that they have uh, they've had their uh, struggles over the past three years, to put it mildly. And uh, now we're three games in, and we got uh, Sam Pittman, who finally got that monkey off his back by winning an SEC game, the 20-game losing streak coming to an end. Road game. Yeah, yeah a road game. on the road, too. Yeah. yeah, Absolutely. So what have you made so far of this season and of this team uh, in the times that you've been able to watch them? I love their effort. They they seem like a better coach team. And, you know, I'm not disrespecting any other coaching staff, but you come in and uh, when you lose every game for two years in conference play, uh, you got to make a change. Something, something's got to change. And uh, they looked extremely coached and, and disciplined. Uh, got a, got a couple playmakers on the outside. Uh, you got to have some speed if you're going to compete in the SEC. We we all know that you can't. It's not Big Ten football. You can't just try to just power them. You got to be fast on the outside. Um, I I'm looking forward to watching them grow as a team this year. I, I still don't know if they. You know, get six wins, or I don't know how they're going to do the bowl thing this year. But I, I'm looking for them to to grow and have success, and and to to build on it every week. And uh, I think the future is bright with this coaching staff. What do you think of Felipe Franks and how they're using him in this offense? Well, he's he's talented, and I, I think as a coach, you got to look at your players and uh, don't be too stubborn. You, you got to find out, hey, what can he do well? He can move in the pocket. He can make these couple throws well. Uh, you know how how do we set up our mismatches and and, and where do we have some talent from? And uh, I think he uh, he gives us the best chance to win. That's for sure. We'll continue our discussion with Matt Jones here in just a second. But folks, I'm going to tell you about Built Go and how amazing this thing is when it comes to breaking through that wall. We all hit that wall, right? It's a Wednesday, middle of the week. We get to that point where you know what we we need some help. We got to finish out strong this week. We got big days of work ahead. And that's what Built Go does for you. Whether it's mental or physical, you can break through that wall with easy-to-take one-and-a-half-ounce packages. It's built. It's the best workout gel on the market. It's like five-ounce energy without the same crash feeling. So you power through it, and they have three different flavors that are absolutely delicious when it comes to peanut butter, honey, chocolate coconut, chocolate mint, all that fun stuff. And it works so well because of the ingredients that are in it. It makes sure that it's healthy, it's nutritious, it tastes good. And it helps you break through that wall. And right now, if you go to BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED, you get 20% off your next order. So it's something that I've used personally. And I'm telling you, when I hit to that point where at about Wednesday's show, I'm saying, you know, I need some help here. I need to go through. I need to power through this. BuiltGo does the job. So I recommend it. I use it myself. It's fantastic. So again, go to BuiltGo.com, use promo code LOCKED, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Let's go and break through that wall this week with BuiltGo at BuiltGo.com. You 
are Locked On Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, and one thing that I think was uh, has been standing out a lot to fans too is just the, you know the diff- you brought up coaching, and I think that to me that might be the most surprising thing is not that Arkansas is competitive or that they're playing better, but just the fact that you know we looked at a team that went two and ten the past few years, and now we see with a new coach and new coaching staff, and some would even argue maybe less talent than what they had over the past few years. You've seen a completely different team. Is it strictly just coaching is what's making the difference with this team this year? There's some. There's some talent there, and they they've been they've been young, but but there's there's something to be said about that. Uh, uh, and and losing gets contagious, you know. Some of those players get in there, and then all of a sudden you're down seven points in the fourth quarter again. But I mean, some of these games we weren't even competitive with this with this last coaching staff. It was kind of a joke. I mean, if, if we're going to be honest with it, they they. Mm-hmm. But losing losing gets to where. Uh, you can kind of get down like the momentum. I don't know if you guys are golfers, but when you play a skins game and you know you win a couple holes, and then when you lose one, you might you end up losing like three holes in a row. Um, they weren't finished. They weren't able to finish. That was one thing that I think this team will be able to do and be better and keep it keep it competitive. We were getting blown out a lot of games too, where you're down 17, 24 points. Uh, in the second half, and not making adjustments. This team makes great adjustments, as you see in the second half. Um, you you get in there because you know what you know what defenses they're going to run after you scout them in the first quarter. They they they're going to run their stuff, and the same thing with their offense. And so you got to be a as a coach, you got to be able to adapt and uh, get over there on the sideline with your players and, and and make adjustments and be able to find a way to make plays and score some points. Matt, what's the key to being better on special teams? I don't know if they can have a complete turnaround, but this special teams is really bad. Is maybe putting some guys who are starters on the field and that. That sense, and is that a way to improve it? Yeah, I mean, special teams is effort. That's for sure. You want some of your young pups to to be able to be able to play. Uh, now you you're going to have a couple starters that are going to be your leaders that you just can't take off the field. Um, and then and then hopefully you're able. Special teams is something that where yeah, hey, we got a three touchdown lead or we're up seventeen points. You can put in some of the backups to go go play special teams where your starters don't have to do it all the time. Um, so it's a lot of effort, and the the other thing that we saw Auburn block that punt. Every team for the for the rest of the year when we punt, they're going to attack that same weakness. So they they see that on film. They know what you what how the other team just had success. So you got to get better there first of all. But I think a lot of it's effort. We had a guy, a guy if you guys remember by Tom Crowder, he was unbelievable special teams. If it was making a tackle, if it was recovering a fumble. Uh, Bo Mosley was another guy that uh, those those are two guys that necessarily weren't always starters, but you know what? They were both captains on the special teams special teams team. We'll continue our discussion with former Razorback great Matt Jones here in just a second. But first, this. You are locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast. Well, Matt, uh, I know that uh, we've talked a lot about this team, but one thing that, of course, I want to bring up with you, since Arkansas is playing Ole Miss this weekend, the game I'm sure you get uh, talked about or asked about a lot is the seven-overtime game against Ole Miss just back in 2001. And and take us back to that game, because I'm sure you've discussed it many times, but to have a game like that, go to seven overtimes, which was unheard of at that point in time before you guys went to six and seven overtimes again, respectively, but... Take us through that game, and, and why did that game go so long? What was it about that game that made it stand out? 
that was a that was a wild game. I, I want to say it was like seventeen to nothing at halftime or seventeen three, and we were kind of that was the year we were, we had started like five quarterbacks that year or something, and, and so it was probably like my third or fourth game I think, and I was kind of running the option and then you know learning some of the some of the playbook, and they were doing something with their safety, and uh, when we would go certain sets, and so Coach David Lee, our quarterback coach uh, at the time, uh, called me in at halftime. He's like we're going to run midline and we're going to go away from their safety and we're about to score some points. And it's like, let's go. And that's exactly what we did. And they, they hadn't seen it a lot on film. It was one of the first games when we were able to do that. I think Cedric Cobb had a, had a great rushing game. Uh, George Wilson made some plays. Man, it was, that was just a, that was a fun game. Now you don't ever expect it to go seven overtimes. And, uh, but I was sure was happy when Jermaine Petty made that tackle uh, <laughs> when they tried. I, I forget who Eli threw it to, but he tried to hit a guy underneath on a drag route and and petty who was all american that year when he hits it you felt it he he was a he was a an sec middle linebacker and he he went in there and there was no doubt about it then i think he sprinted 100 yards down the field i was like dude we're all tired now (laughs) hey matt we got about a minute left but when you get that deep into overtime do you have to run some of the same plays or do you start kind of ad-libbing because you run out of plays at that point joe that's a great question so Usually what happens is <clears throat> you have three two-point two point conversion plays you're going to go into a game with. And so you know after the second overtime you're going for two. So we've already ran all of our uh, two-point conversion plays. And Coach calls me, Coach Lee calls me down and says, all right, now you're going to tell DeCorey to go like he's blocking the linebacker. He was running out to the, uh, to the flats, and then Jason Peters is running behind him. Fake it. We hadn't even practiced that play. We just went and told the guys what to do. But that's your guys got to be coachable. You got to be able to go out there and make plays. All right, Matt. Real quick before we let you get out of here, I, I just want to bring this up with you. We had Blake Edens on the show uh, just a little. Uh, about, it was probably about uh, a few months ago, and he told us the story of when you tried out for the basketball team with Nolan Richardson and how you uh, you dunked it on Teddy Gibson. Do you remember that play? And do you remember the story I, he's referring to? Oh, I, I remember uh, when I remember going out there. It was Jason Peters and Nathan Ball, and we were doing three man weave and. I don't know. It was about the second or third time I went down the court and, and uh, I got up and jumped in. They were like, who is this white dude up here just uh, jumping, <laughs> having a 40-inch vertical, you know? So that was uh, – Nolan was so good to me. Blake was a character. I love Blake. And, and, and Nolan was always uh, – man, he, he really was always good to me. I, I enjoyed getting the, getting the chance to play for a, you know, a Hall of Fame coach like Nolan Richardson. Well, Matt, we really appreciate you taking time out of your schedule to hop on with us and talk a little Razorback football, man. It's great to hear from you, and we appreciate it, and uh, hopefully we're able to catch up with you later down the road, man. Hey, thank, thank you guys for having me. Yeah, y'all be good. Well, appreciate everybody listening into the Locked On Razorbacks podcast. Be sure to like and subscribe to the podcast on iTunes or on Google Play. You can also get after us on Twitter at BuzzJohnNeighbors for any questions, comments, concerns that you may have. We will keep it going from there. Same podcast time, same podcast channel tomorrow afternoon. Have a great day, everybody. We'll see you then. Locked on Razorbacks, your daily Arkansas Razorbacks podcast.